Not funny. Yes, the stuff in the margins. Fridley Ain't Pretty, Episode 1. Don't You Be Something. Ah, friendly Fridley, Minnesota. On a scale from meh to ooh, this Twin City supporting player clocks in on a resounding yep. Not quite Pleasantville, but not entirely unpleasantville. This northern suburb of Minneapolis is like the automotive aisle in a grocery store. I'll never need to go there. You'll never need to go there. And if you find yourself there, it means all other rational solutions to your problem have been ruled out. Why then, you're undoubtedly asking, should I care? Sure, it sounds like a fine place to live, but nothing that'll blow my skirt up. So what could possibly be happening at Fridley that isn't also happening in much zanier locales like Wyzetta or Osseo or, God forbid, Shakopee? Well, first off, excuse me, your highness, but secondly, because while this town may be the equivalent of a gas station Sabaro combo surrounded by a bunch of Arby's, for the people of Fridley, things are about to get weird. Case in point, Gary Goldman, the average name of the average mayor of the average town of Fridley. Who is he? For the sake of this story, he's a man about to be murdered in a manner less than ideal. If it will make his impending demise easier on you, I happen to know that he's one of those guys ahead of you at the self-checkout in a grocery store who is clearly not cut out for ringing up his own groceries, but still insists on clogging up the aisle. If you don't want to beg that item, sir, then you must push the button before continuing to feebly swipe your tiny jello boxes like an asshole. Man, is that two grocery store references in one preamble? I must be hungry. Anyway. The aforementioned weirdness began as Mayor Gary Goldman stumbled out into the strip mall parking lot of the Bottom Button Bar and Grill on a warm summer night in Fridley, Minnesota. The lot was mostly empty as Gary staggered across the pavement, stepping over a small pothole. Whoa, Gary. That was a close one. Close one. Though he successfully navigated the pothole, Gary remained oblivious to the ten-foot-wide bottomless pit just a couple of steps away. Yeah, he was like ten courses deep that night, but that doesn't really excuse him from missing the ominous voice echoing out from deep within the pit. Even closer than you think. For his first step on the long, staggering journey home, Gary decided to challenge himself by attempting to light a cigarette and walk at the same time. The minuscule weight of tobacco wrapped in thin paper threw off his tenuous grip on balance, and yet he attempted to carry on. Remember the self-checkout? This is not a man who knows when he's in over his head. Maybe it was when he realized the sidewalk was far too narrow for him to smoke and stagger at the same time, or maybe it was the realization that he had lit the filter end first, but Gary soon tossed the cigarette aside to focus on walking. Regardless, someone, or at the risk of sounding cliché, some thing had taken notice of his littering. It was only when Gary turned onto Madison Street that he sobered up enough to notice what definitely sounded like footsteps closing in. Wow, uh, what was that? Uh, I think I'm being followed by someone, or, at the cliche of sounding risky, something? Who's there? Alright, it's probably here where you're expecting Gary to turn around only to be confronted by the killer, and, well, yes, there was a killer behind him. What are you? Some kind of killer? And yes, Gary's a drunken idiot who doesn't know what's about to happen to him. What are you gonna do to me? You see, this killer isn't your average bear. Gary himself would have gladly taken any number of Super Bowl shuffles over the horned, red-faced scowl that greeted him. Hey! What? what, what, what stop that! No! Uh, I 
mean it. You better stop that. Hey, buddy. Got a light? Now, I know this may be upsetting to some of you, blood with the man burning in the street and all, but let me remind you that on at least three occasions that I know of, your precious Gary Goldman has left his shopping cart in an otherwise open parking spot rather than simply returning it to the cart corral like a human being. So let's not pour too much of our 40s out on the curb for the fallen Goldman boy. Where was I? Oh yeah, the bug man. Hey, hey buddy, I see a little fire going there. I'd, I'd hate to put you out. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. What? The six-foot humanoid insect creature with the fire extinguisher crept out from the shadows with the calm firefighting demeanor of someone with an exoskeleton. Hey, hey there, friend. Hello? Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, this looks bad. And so the stage was set for our soon-to-be-introduced hero, you know, the one who will actually have to deal with this mess, to reluctantly come forward and try to fit the most abstract pieces into the 5,000-piece puzzle that we will henceforth call Fridley. Now, if you'll excuse me, I got a killer headache. I need to go eat something. As handsome and inept as a discarded kept man, the 39-year-old Fridley Sheriff Colin Fridley, no relation, slouched in the back seat of a cab as it circled the block around the gruesome crime scene the next morning. His driver, Dagmouth, slowed as they approached for the 11th time. No, 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 just keep circling the block. Okay, but Mr. Sheriff Fridley, you're going to have to take a look sooner or later. Uh, is, it, is it bad? I wouldn't know. Probably. Okay, pull over. Yeah, right here. No, no, right there. Don't, don't drive up to here the... Here we are! Yes, thank you. Everyone should get a real good view of this. Oh, and yep, yep, they're all looking over here. Come on, Colin. You're a good cop. You're a great cop. Uh-huh. You're good on, good honest man. It's 4253, bleh! Oh, and I, I would love to pay you, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I only have cards. I take cards! And I left mine in the other pants, the pants I wear when I'm not on duty, as sheriff of the police. America's heroes! That's firefighters and the troops! You are America's fun police! Blech. Hey, we police lots of stuff. Well, and sure, some of those things might be fun, but that's for the fun courts to decide. So do I, like, build the city or something? Blech. I think I have a business card around here somewhere. Blech. Let's see, uh, 42 and... that would be... 110 Fridley Bucks. Fridley Bucks? Sure. I mean, it's an outreach program that I invented to show our appreciation for the people of this community. You know, those 110 Fridley Bucks can be used to get out of, uh, little scrapes with old John Law, if you know what I mean. Oh, man. Really? Let's just say it pays to do a favor for the sheriff from time to time. Dang, how much do I need for mail fraud? In this high-tech age, I think I'd like to harken back to a simpler crime. Blue. Oh, that's not really the spirit of, uh, I was thinking more like if you run a stop sign or something. Yeah, mail fraud will do just fine. Take mouth. Please don't commit mail fraud. Uh, hey, Sheriff. Good advice. Never forget the classics. Deputy Ruxpin, you look 
Oh, well. I'm sorry, it's just the deceased is very, well, unpleasant. Say, boss, I didn't happen to see you hop in a cab with an armful of police uniform one block over, did I? About an hour ago? No, Andy. You sure? Yeah, no, that, that's weird, though. Morning, Sheriff. We were all wondering how many laps you'd take before you stopped by. Yeah, sorry I'm late, Jackie. Um, couldn't find the place. You know how it is when you're new in town. Oh, sure. Then you won't mind that I told those reporters they could set up on that lawn over there. That's fresh sod. I mean, that looks like fresh sod. The owner must be really... really thrilled you put him there. Jackie, I'm not feeling so... All right, Andy, move the reporters off the sheriff's lawn. That's not... Oh, yeah, well, I suppose that is my house. Then you can take a breather. Sorry, guys, I'm gonna need you to move off the sheriff's lawn. Come on now, be hospitable. Hey! Don't you spit at me. This is not a noka. Right over here, Sheriff. Uh, warn him before you move the tarp. God knows I wish someone would have warned me. It's fine, Andy. He's a professional. Most of us are. But really, Sheriff, it's like super gross. Well, let's get this over with. Now, uh, something smells good around here. Whoa! Jesus, Andy, pull it together. That could be evidence that you're puking on. Here we go. Oh, man, what is this? Is that a guy? We think so. Oh, did you show him the... Oh, yeah. If you look closely here, through the ash and charred bone where the face should be, you'll notice 19 cigarette filters neatly packed in what may or may not be a human mouth. Oh, good God. Do we know the official cause of death? Lung cancer. Oh, is that what you want me to write down? Lung cancer? Well, no, obviously it was the fire. <sighs> Paperboy found him at 5 a.m. He's not doing so well, but... Of course not. He's dead. No, the paperboy. <laughs> oh, God, Christ. Somebody get Linda Blair off my crime scene. Go on, Andy. You did really good. Everybody pukes at their first burning, man. Uh, any leads on the accelerant? Accelerant? Whoever did this didn't do it by rubbing two sticks together. I suppose they didn't. Who's got the lead on this? Little Regan herself over there. Why, you want the job? God, no. But this isn't a mugging or a pedal pub attack. Someone's gonna want this one solved at some point. Jackie, tongue me. Let's see if he had a wallet. Oh. Ew. Oh. Oh, I hate these. I hate the dead. These ones will make you do that. Ugh. I assume nobody's canvassed the neighborhood yet. We're working on it. Seems you're not the only one who had trouble finding the place this morning. <laughs> Mondays, right? Oh, dear God. No, you're right. Mondays are no excuse. Jackie, this is Gary Goldman, the mayor. Ooh, I feel like this is where you should put on your shades and say something cool, like... This is serious. I was thinking something more like, this election season is heating up. What? Oh, no! He was a lousy mayor, but even he never thought he'd be fired. Please stop it. You're right. This is serious. Don't do it. Dead. Serious. Okay. Look here. This residue. Someone tried to put out the fire. You think it was the killer? I doubt it. Possibly a witness. Whoever this was probably didn't start the fire, but it looks like... Say no more. Put out an APB on one William Joel. Funny. Funny. Unless... Hey, does he have to come if we issue one? No, no, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. Would, would he? 
Uh, either way, until then, we have to assume somebody saw something last night. Uh, those people behind the tape, has anyone talked to them? You don't think he came back to watch us? Please. The odds of a witness lingering around the scene and not coming forward are, uh, well, I don't know, a lot. And the odds of me being able to pick him out of the crowd by just looking at him. There! That guy in the hoodie! Where? Right there, in the back of the crowd, the one with the antennas and... Pincers. Antennas and pincers? Hey, hey, you! Bug man! Hey, stop! I just want to talk! This is Fridley. I need backup in the alley behind Madison Street. Subject is insectoid and wearing a gopher sweatshirt. Who is this? This is Fridley. Colin Fridley, your sheriff. Oh, hey, sheriff. That's so funny. You were like, this is Fridley. And I was like, yeah, I know. But who is this? Weird. We gotta get you a nickname or something or else this sort of thing is... Uh, idiots! Ah! Ah! the suspect in the alley. He's in one of the garages, but I could really use some... He should get a nickname or something. Listen, I... That's what I said. (sighs) Okay, I guess I'll just go after the bug man myself, all alone, down a deserted alley. And gotcha! Bug zapper. It's just a bug zapper, Colin. Pull it together. Ah, screw this, I'm getting out of- Ah! I surrender! I surrender! What the hell, man? I'm sorry, I mean, get off me! Oh man, oh man, what are you? Um... Oh god, I'm gonna need more cuffs. I just wanted to help! Ah, the coppers are at it again. Who said that? Who's there? That's just some no-good brutality right there. Oh, Bobby's the Bobby's! Who constable is the constabulary? Things were getting pretty weird for Fridley. The sheriff, not the town. Man, he should really look into a nickname. But it was only just the beginning. For as he arrested the grasshopper-faced bug man, known as Trash Bugman, he found himself face-to-face with a small, glowing yellow cluster of six-inch flapper girls and men in zoot suits, drunkenly mocking him. What the hell are you guys? Any of business who we are, see? Why, we're the shitty Gadsby's. Who are you? Disperse! You're just gonna have to make us, copper. But the shitty Gadsby's are only the symptom of a much weirder problem. They were bottom feeders, following around the larger weirdos with their brand of old-timey raucousness and bad manners. And wherever you find an infestation of shitty Gatsby's, you will find something similar to what the new sheriff Colin Fridley found creeping out from their hiding places in the alley. Dozens of weird people and creatures, an elephant in a cool leather jacket, a sleeveless renegade sharpening a knife, a sleazy five-foot-tall lizard in a press fedora frantically scribbling notes, weirdos through and through, and they were looking to call Fridley their home. The town, not the man. Sheriff? Sheriff, where are you? Oh, crap. Oh, oh, that one's so gross. And that one. What's up with that one? Hold it in, Andy. Hold it in. They won't hurt you. Hey, uh, Sheriff, can we we leave now? I sure as shit hope so. And so the moderately brave Sheriff and his trusty deputy, Andy Ruxpin, back their way out of the alley with their insectoid prisoner in tow. Was this some sort of alien invasion? Were they simply hallucinating? 
Did this have something to do with that bottomless pit that had formed overnight in the parking lot of the bottom button? Well, one of these options was correct, but the good sheriff would be damned if he knew which one it was. Either way, Bugman was discreetly loaded into a police cruiser just as the forensics team finished at the site of the charbroiled Gary Goldman and the entire endeavor was moved to the Fridley Sheriff's Office. This is Ranking Officer on Scene Sheriff Colin Fridley. With me are two of my deputies, Jackie Ono and Andrew Ruxpin. Suspect, the suspect has been read its... his rights. Please state your name for the record. Um, Trash Bugman. Good God. Deputy Ono. <clears throat> Good afternoon, Mr. Bugman. Yeah, he looks like a giant grasshopper. Are you two going to be able to handle this? Last thing we need is some lawsuit for insectoid racism. Sorry, Sheriff. So, Mr. Bugman, um, what, um, what, uh, what? This sort of world-class interrogation went on for some time. While Sheriff Fridley searches for the other four elusive W's, we're gonna mosey on across the pond to a sleepy London town pub, where an old man, Slobgolly and Boskins, is clipping famed English advice column unapologetically portents from a newspaper and pasting it in a leather-bound book. Oh, hey, Slob. Oh, Fitzy, so you are here. Well, I've been waiting so long for tea, the sun has set and risen on the old empire for half a fortnight. Nearly done with me clippings. And who is the old bird putting the crosshairs today, Slob? Oh, she's certainly in rare form today. And if the PM and tatters, she did. I haven't gotten the portents' picks yet. Why bother? Eh? She's not exactly going to pick the newest superhero fair, is she? Old lady geezer-like portents only ever drones on about Jane Austen and the lot. Geezer? Well, Fritzy, I served with your dad in the war. And that, along with a dodgy hip, is the only thing keeping me from leaping over there and garroting you where you stand. <sighs> Jane Austen. Shite! A thousand times shite! Sorry, slob. It's just... I don't give her so great about unapologetically portents. She's just a gruff old lady who tells people everything they're doing wrong. I mean, who is she to pass judgment? Listen here, Fitzy. That woman is the mortar in our castles, the fervor in our footballers, the spot in our dick. Who is she? She is England, mate! Alright, easy, mate. Cup of twinnings, then. Aye, with two lumps. Coming right up. Yeah, I'll give you two lumps. <clears throat> now, now, let's see what you got for him. Ugh, millennials. Oh, portents! Better make it three lumps, Fitzy. She's hot today! That was the Lord Montgomery Worcestershire Orchestra of Mumbles Upon Baddingham. We are nigh on the 20th hour of our beloved GMT this day of Freya. Those expecting to see children's entertainer Sussex Giggles, a.k.a. Bingham Westhampton, will have to stiffen their proud British upper lips as tickets have gone from scarce... <laughs> Breaking news from the tosspots at the BBC. You're all the guidance I need, dear portents. And in news of the bizarre, law enforcement officials from the small American town of Fridley, Minnesota, have made odd claims to the media in the wake of a brutal murder. Bloody yanks. Overpaid. Oversexed. Over there. It would seem that the town's Viscount of the Shire, or as it is known in the States, the Mayor, has been enkindled in the streets. Local Reeve, Colin Fridley... Wait, Terry, is that right? 
Uh-huh. Really? Well, he should get a proper nickname or something. Um, well, anyways, Fridley has yet to make an official statement after a blurry cell phone video has surfaced, apparently showing a rather odd suspect being taken into custody. I just wanted to help! I don't want to bug anyone! Yes, I did. What? Oh, sorry, I joke when I'm nervous. This is actually very serious. We will keep you updated as this story unfolds. In unrelated news, a pit, which some are describing as bottomless, has apparently opened up in the small American town of Fridley Min- Terry, come on! Why wouldn't you- What do you mean you didn't think the stories were related? Well, that's America for you, slob. Crazy place, isn't it? No, Fitzy. Not crazy. Weird. Ooh, titillating. But hold on, there's a lot more plot thickening to come as we check back in with the town and person named Fridley, where he has busted the case wide... Oh, okay, it seems he has given up on the interrogation of Trash Bugman and is now hiding behind the two-way mirror as Deputy Mayor Bev Olson enters. Deputy Mayor? (sighs) Are you alright? Look, I don't care, but we should probably just start using the term mayor just to avoid any confusion. Again, I don't care one way or the other, but... You know, appearances and all. Yeah, sure. So, uh, Bev. Mayor Olson. Mayor Olson? Uh, this case, it's not like any I've ever seen before. Sheriff, you're new to this town. Fridley's always had its share of weirdos. How bad can it be? Okay, I'm just gonna turn your head like this, and... Oh my god! Yeah, that's how bad. Someone there! Says it doesn't know how it got here. I need to go now. Yeah, I know this is kind of strange, but, and I haven't told anyone this, there are others. Others? There are more of these things. A lot more. And the Bugman seems to think at least one of them is very dangerous. I was just trying to help. Hello? I just, I remembered. I have a place I need to go and do things. Ma'am, something's happening here. The town is going to need its mayor. Yeah, but I'm just the deputy mayor. Yeah, but you just... Uh, uh, say, why why don't you cover for me? Cover for you? Yeah, like I said, I have some important mayor stuff. Uh, deputy mayor stuff I really need to get to. Mayor Olson! Mayor! Thanks, Sheriff. And that's deputy mayor. Deputy! Deputy. Uh... He's still there! I'm sorry! Please come back! From here, it was a hop, skip, and a jump to Fridley's office, where he did what any hero law enforcement officer would do. He tried to pass the buck. Colin picked up his phone to call his contact in the feds. You have reached the Federal Enforcement Division. Your call is so important to us. Unbelievable! I I killed a man, and I'll do it again, I swear. Sir, sir, I need you to calm down and tell me what- Wendy, please don't hang up. Colin, what the hell are you doing? I told you to stop calling me at work. Okay, I'm sorry, but this is purely work-related. I know. I stand by my previous question and statement. Please. I know we have kind of a weird past, but I swear I'm only calling on behalf of Anoka County. You only ever called me on behalf of Anoka County, or Hennepin County, or St. Louis County. Jesus, it's called a personal call, you dick. Ever try making one of those? Wendy, I have shitty Gatsby's. What? And Bugmen. Colin, are you drunk? God, I wish. Why are you? I'm at work. I know you're at work. That's why I'm calling. There is something happening in Fridley. The town, not me. Yeah, I gathered as much. Something I can't handle. I need the feds to come in and... 
you know, take things over or whatever. We don't just come in and take things over or whatever. But Nakatomi! Even if you guys had a Nakatomi Plaza, we still wouldn't just swoop in because you didn't want to do your job. There aren't enough call screeners in the world to stop me if I called you every time I didn't want to do this job. Is that it? Is that why you called me to threaten me with permanent annoyance? Come on. Of course not. Why do you always think... I'm in serious trouble here, Wendy. Those Anoka guys picking on you again? Well, no. They're usually not drunk enough to be a problem. Well, till at least 3 p.m. Look, Colin. Despite what I may personally think about you after our sporadic and mercifully dead relationship, you're a good cop. That is why I have to regretfully inform you that the feds will not be swooping in to save you. You cried wolf a couple dozen too many times. Well, what do I tell my... Tell them you didn't want us stepping on your toes during the investigation. I want you to step on my toes! Please, dance a jig! Goodbye, Colin. Wendy! And Colin, try to keep it together, all right? This job is a big opportunity for you. Now, hold on, just... Yeah, ready to go, boss? Uh, Andy, uh, sorry, I was just, uh... Wait, what do you want again? Uh, well, we looked into that accelerant idea you had, and it turns out it was plain old gasoline. There's only one gas station within ten miles of where Mayor Goldman was, you know. Yeah, I know. Burned alive. Jesus, Andy, I said I know! I just figured we could hop on over to the pump and munch and ask a few questions. All right, Andy, but I think they prefer the name Super America. Just let me cancel my cab. Uh, Sheriff, I know you're not super thrilled to end up here in Anoka County, but, well... We, uh, we sure are happy to have you, and a lot of us think you're just the thing uh, we... It's ringing! It's just, with the taxis, it's hard to not think that you're maybe a little embarrassed to be here. I mean, we polished a cruiser just for you, and... Still ringing, Andy. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, hi! You've reached Dagmouth! I'm unable to come to the phone right now, presumably because I'm explaining to customers why I got them to their destination so quickly! That's right, citizens. I am the only driver in the Fridley area to be operating with the express written consent of Sheriff Colin Fridley. I speed when you need. My road rage is your golden age. Witness my DUIs with your very own. Well, he's getting pretty liberal with his Fridley bucks. Plenty of room in my car, Sheriff. Yeah? Yeah, let's go. Andy drove the sheriff across town to the gas station in a cloud of awkward silence that tends to follow a morning of repeatedly vomiting in front of your boss. Again, I'm... I'm really sorry about the, uh... I know, Andy. But your constant apologies are making it impossible to forget the smell. They arrived at the gas station to find a couple of kids with the fashion and attitude reserved only for the most unique I'm-going-to-Minneapolis-after-high-school-because-they-get-it kind of vibe. You boys, work you know here. It's time for the great big Minnesota. How do you do? Hey, uh, could you guys turn the radio down? <clears throat> guys. Come join us for the final weekend of fun. <sighs> Look, guys, I'll pay you the courtesy of fully admitting to being old and completely out of it. As an olive branch, I'd like to offer up that ride-sharing scares the hell out of me, and I'm worried they're going to stop making DVDs very soon. In return, you may have to help me decipher if eye-rolling means yes... Obviously, or no duh. Yeah? Okay, okay. And you can lose the attitude. I'm a Gen Xer, you know. You pretty much invented eye rolling. Just take it easy with that. Do you need gas or something? Maybe an iPhone 2? Nice. No, we don't need gas. Rain check on the iPhone 2. Uh, I don't know they made another one. 
Actually, Sheriff, we could probably top off the... Uh... Add in the budget, Andy. You fellas got a name? Colin Tristan. The yin-yang is silent. Hey, my name's Colin, too. No, not Colin. Colin! Colin! Don't even try to look at my lyrics. I wasn't... They're not done yet! Oh, okay. What about you? Kim Burley. Don't even try to spell it. You'll never get it right in a million billion years. I'm sure I won't. The reason we're here today, you may have heard, the mayor was murdered last night. We're canvassing for any possible witnesses. We didn't see anything. Well, were either of you working last night? No. Well, yeah, both of us were working or whatever, but so what? Okay, but neither of you saw anything or heard anything odd. If I did, Pig, I would paint you an image of my words so vivid and disturbing you would feel a sexual guilt the next time you watched a Disney movie. And you would love every second of it. What? But like I said, I have my own project to write, and it's not finished! It's not finished! That's easy, boys. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Sheriff, they're hissing. God damn it. Hey, we just want to check your surveillance. I apologize if we tried to steal a peek at your lyrics. An artist deserves to keep their work private until they feel comfortable sharing. Sheriff? My ex was a painter, well, then a writer, then a sculptor, then a half dozen other brief callings. Trust me, the more you respect their privacy, the less you have to hear words like symbolism and eclectic. I can respect your respect, officer, you fascist pig. I will get you last night's security footage. Will Dropbox work for you? Uh, I, I, I think our Dropbox might be down at the moment. A Andy, how's the Dropbox situation coming along? It, uh... Come on, Colin. Don't be cruel. Put it on a disc for him. Yeah, yeah. A disc. Disc would probably work fine, you know, until we work up some of the kinks uh, out of our Wi-Fi and whatnot uh, router. So you said your name was Kimberly? No, it's Kim Burley. Don't even try to... I'm not going to try to spell it. It is done. Thanks. Andy, take this. See if you can't, you know, download it or something. Uh, you got it, Sheriff. I just have a couple more questions while I have you here. How long is this going to take? We have tickets to Righteous Indignance. Can't say I'm familiar. Are they any good? Who even cares? Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Your emotions are baffling to me. Ah, uh, Sheriff, we got to roll. There's been another one. Thanks for your help, boys. But who will help the Daisy Panmoss of Tasmania? Uh, what? Check your feed, brown shirt. Colin. Brown shirt? The sheriff and his trusty deputy, Ruxpin, raced to their second crime scene of the day. Or, more accurately, they raced about halfway to the crime scene before their cruiser ran out of gas. God damn it. They briskly walked the rest of the way. Sorry, Sheriff, but I I did tell you we were running low and... You think I was going to buy gas from those kids? Oh man, they would have said I was doing it wrong and then made fun of me or something. You can't let them get to you like that. But, yeah, they would. Oh, no, not Dagmouth! Damn it, Andy, you gotta be running on empty by now. Jackie, what happened? Well, it would seem somebody tore out a stop sign a couple blocks back, chased down Dagmouth's cab, and then promptly impaled the poor bastard on the hood of his own car. Well, who would do this to him? I can't say for certain, but dispatch has had their hands full all day with calls about Dagmouth's more aggressive driving style as of late. You, you don't say. Well, keep me posted. Will do. Oh, and one more thing. He had one of your business cards on him with a bunch of numbers scribbled on the back. Got any idea what those could be? Why, yes, I do, Jackie. They're Fridley bucks. Oh, fun. You are the town. 
It's, uh, kind of, uh... What's that, Sheriff? It was supposed to be a double-meaning kind of thing. Hey, be careful pulling out that sign. We want it nice and clean, okay? Oh, sick! Easy, Andy. Whoa! I'm okay. I'm alright. Damn, Sheriff! Sorry. Sorry. Come on, Andy, let's give the sheriff some space. I told you, it's a natural reaction to some of the stuff we gotta look at on a day-to-day basis. Great, Andy. You're normal. Congratulations. Oh, man. Hey, just what do you think you're trying to pull, spraying your sick sauce all over the avenue, buddy? What do you guys want? What do you think we want? A little privacy over here. We got ourselves a real hanky-panky kind of shindig going on here, and we don't need some John Law yakking it up all over our tiny wingtips. What is happening? Forget about him, baby. If this palooka keeps on splashing up the streets, it's only a matter of time before old Disrupticus teaches him a lesson like that perforated cabbie over there. What did you say? I said mind your beeswax, copper. Who's Disrupticus? Did he do this? Is he one of you? Come on, dollface. This place has gone stale. I saw a nice little abandoned dog house that is just begging for a little gin joint renovation. 23 Skidoo, shitty Gatsby's. Wait, wait, shitty Gatsby's, come back! Sheriff? Jackie! Are you okay? I'm fine, why do you ask? It's just that, well, you're lying on the ground with your head in the bushes yelling, Shitty Gatsby's, come back! Am I now? Sir, maybe you should go home for the day. Come back fresh tomorrow, we'll wrap it up here. Andy, you saw them this morning. You saw the shitty Gatsby's. Look, Sheriff, we've all seen some weird stuff today, and I think we all just need to process it in our own special way. Who knows? Maybe your way is to crawl around in the bushes looking for shitty Gatsby's. Who am I to judge? All I know is that the press is starting to show up, and, well, maybe this doesn't look so great with the onset of what is really starting to look like a killing spree. Maybe you're right, Andy. Andy's going to walk back to his cruiser with a can of gas because he's an idiot. I told him we were running low. And when he gets back, he's going to drive you home, okay? It's fine. I'll just call for a... Damn it! You want me to call you an Uber? You can go straight to hell with that. All right. Colin, where are you going? I'll walk home. Come on, Sheriff. In the rain. As Fridley, the wildly confused sheriff, not the wildly confusing town... Turned the corner to head towards home, he spotted another taxi idling on the side of the road. A lone cab parked on a suburban street in the late afternoon may have seemed a little unusual on any other day, but on this day, it was merely an unusual polar bear eating unusual rice in a snowstorm of very unusual snow. Colin sank down into the back seat of the cab and cradled his face in his hands. In his exhaustion, he failed to notice that his driver was the six-foot-tall elephant in the cool leather jacket he had confronted earlier that day in the alley. 200 Madison, please. Ah, you got it, officer. So, uh, how's the day been treating you so far? Like I bounced a check to its pimp. What? Nothing. Say, I don't want to come off like a jerk or anything, but do you mind if I just stretch out back here? I don't think I'll be much for company. I just need to rest my eyes. You go right ahead. Let me know if you change your mind. I'm always in the market for someone to talk to. Actually, at the risk of forcing my not-so-chipper mood on a fellow human being, you didn't happen to know another driver by the name of Dagmouth, did you? Who, me? Sorry, no. But then again, I'm new to this area. You and me both, buddy. 
Your friend, uh, Dagmouth. I take it he's uh, not having the best day in Fridley. Well, no, no, he is not. In fact, he actually died today. He was murdered. Seems there's some kind of weirdo running around killing people, and I'm the stupid idiot that has to catch him. Well, uh, what makes you think it was a weirdo that did it? Huh? Uh, it's just that, uh, lots of people are capable of murder. Not just weirdos. That's a weird way of looking at it. You sure you haven't seen anything out of the ordinary today? Nope. Can't say I've seen anything weird at all today. You sure? Not my nature to forget. Yeah, right. What are you, some kind of... Oh my god, you're an elephant. Okay, yes, yes, I am. Please, don't be afraid. Well, how, how can I not be? You're an elephant driving a taxi in which I'm currently trapped in the back seat. Trapped? You're not trapped. Now you're trapped. What? Kidding! I'm kidding! Bad joke! Let me out! Let me out right now! Please relax! I was just kidding! You're one of them! I don't think you meant that to sound as harsh as it did, so I'll let you rephrase! You're one of the weirdos! Okay, so maybe you did mean it! You stop this car right now! I get it, man! This all seems very sudden to you, but I'm just trying to get you to your destination! I don't want any trouble! You think I'm stupid? You want to act like there's nothing weird going on here? Well, I'm on to you! I may not know what your endgame is, but I know you have one. Okay. Yeah. So, now what? Huh? Uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that information. Uh, am I under arrest or something? I, I don't think so. It feels like you should be, but I, I can't exactly walk you into the station looking like you do. What if you don't look like what I think you look like? I'd look crazy! You think? Just between you and me. You're an elephant, right? Yes, sir. So, I'm not crazy. I'd have no way of knowing that. Well, I mean, I'm not crazy just for seeing you. Well, I don't think so, but being the potentially imaginary creature, I'd be pretty biased, wouldn't I? Yeah, maybe. But I doubt a truly imaginary creature would ever admit that. Holy crap, you're really real, aren't you? Kind of an odd question to have to answer, but yeah. How'd you, how'd you get here? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know. How did you get here? Oh, don't try that with me. I was born here. Well, then, so was I. You're just copying what I said. What does it matter? I was elsewhere. Now I'm here. Is this really the most pressing matter at hand? I... Oh, you are lucky you caught me at a very weird time. I'm Colin. Colin Fridley. Nice to meet you. Name's Harry Trunk. Elephant taxi cab driver. You know what they say, I always got a fair chance of getting some. You see, it's a fair as in F-A-R-N-E. Yeah, I read the back of your jacket. I know we got off to a strange foot, but really, I'm just trying to make a living out here. I wish I had more answers for you, and I know you don't have much of a reason to trust me, but I'm just trying to get you from point A to point B. You can get out if you want, or we can keep on going. Let's roll, Elephant Man. I do know that reference. Sorry, let's roll. Harry. Colin stretched out on the back seat as something poked him from his back pocket. He pulled out the surveillance DVD from the gas station. Actually, uh, you mind taking me to the sheriff's office instead? Hey man, as long as you've got the cash, I'll take you anywhere you want to go. Well, yeah, cash or whatever. Yeah, but especially cash. Or something of similar value, maybe. Or the exact value, as in cash. 
Cash it is. Sounds good to me. <laughs> me too. Shit. After a long and rambling explanation of the merits of Fridley Bucks, Colin was able to free himself from the awkward matter of settling the payment and entered the Fridley Sheriff's office. He made his way to his own office and plopped into the chair. As the sun set through the modestly sized office window, he slid the surveillance DVD from the gas station into the PlayStation 2 console connected to the TV in the corner of the small room. He picked up the PlayStation controller to fast forward through the grainy black and white gas pump footage until he spotted a strange figure enter the frame. Hello, and who might you be? I'm Disrupticus. Yep, Sheriff Fridley watched as the demon-headed Disrupticus sauntered into the gas station and picked up a gas pump. Kim Burley and Cullen Tristan were undoubtedly just off-frame, the latter working diligently on his lyrics as Disrupticus proceeded to patiently fill a garbage can with gasoline. Just visible in the background, Gary Goldman stumbled across the sidewalk like a duck in a shooting gallery, the tiny flare of a backward cigarette dropping to the pavement in his wake. Mm, smoking kills, but littering is really bad for your health. Disrupticus effortlessly picked up the garbage can full of gasoline and stalked the former mayor of Fridley down the street. Several seconds later, Trash Bugman scuttled across the screen and disappeared off camera for a bit before scuttling after Disrupticus with a commandeered fire extinguisher. Well, I'll be damned, Bugman. Come on, come on. You have reached the Federal Enforcement Division. Your call is... Blood shall rain down upon the non-believers. The time of awakening is nigh. Colin, this better not be you. Wendy, I'm sorry, but I really need to talk to you. Colin, are you insane? I could have you thrown in secret Gitmo for these calls. And if you think regular Gitmo is bad... You have to believe me. Something seriously weird is happening in Fridley. The, the town, not... I know which one you're talking about. I think there's some real X-Files stuff going on here. Oh, Colin... We've been over this. The X-Files was not secret footage I smuggled out from the office. I don't know how many times I need to tell you this, but it was a joke. Come on. It was a very popular show, for Christ's sake. We can discuss whether the X-Files was real or not later. It wasn't. Up for debate. But what I have just seen is most certainly not up for debate. Oh, yeah? And what did you just see? The devil. Good night, Colin. No, 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 no. I know what you're thinking. Oh, you do? Uh, this is just some sort of ploy to get you back into my life. Nice work, Sheriff. You may have a future in sleuthing after all. But I know something you don't. Yeah? And what's that? It is when you complain about how much of a conniving, manipulative battle axe your mother is, it tends to come across more as a potential red flag against you more than any other sort of meaningful critique of your mother. Still think I'm trying to win you back? What do you want? I need the feds to take this over. I'm serious. We just got our second murder and I, I don't think this guy's finished yet. And by this... Guy, you mean the devil? Okay, so he's probably not THE devil, but he could very well be A devil. I'm not sure, but he's a dead ringer. I'm trying, man. I want to help you, but... Colin. Just come up here and take a look for yourself. Oh, sure. Really? Oh, thank you. Of course, it'll take me a few minutes to scramble the jets. I had the Air Force on standby for just this sort of thing, but you know how those guys can be. Oh, I get it. Fridley's dumb. Fridley's stupid. You or the town. You don't think I want a cool federal job with your lettered files and your fancy jets? We'll see how cool you are when you're up to your ass and shitty Gatsby's! And with that... Wait, wait, sorry, sorry, I got a little, I got a little hot there. Why don't you come on up here? Let me make it up to you. Colin, 
I don't have the heart to subject you to any further sarcasm, so I'm just gonna be blunt. No. Come on, just... No. Just hear me. Nope. Oh, you're being... Actually, Colin. Yeah? Did you hear that? Well, I didn't hear anything. What did it sound like? I don't know. You tell me. Here it is again. Like you hanging up, was that it? Oh, that was it. Deep inside the Fed's Washington, D.C. headquarters, Special Agent Wendy Rudolph stared at her desk phone. She could feel the bags under her eyes growing darker against her golden brown complexion and her wild black curls slipping from the rubber band she used to keep it under control at work. Maybe she was too hard on him. Maybe she felt a little regret. Maybe she was wondering if anyone would notice if she accidentally unplugged the phone for the rest of the day. I don't know. I'm a narrator, not a mind reader. Sorry if I come off unreliable. Anyway, one thing was certain as she got back to work. There was no way in hell she was going to Fridley. There's no way in hell I'm going to Fridley. Hey, Wendy. You hear about this business in Fridley? Oh, uh, hey, boss. Yeah, I, I guess I heard it come up. Say, uh, you're from there, right? Andover. Completely different. Apples and oranges. I mean, more like apples and, I don't know, the moon or something. Sure, sure. Say, uh, why don't you head on up there and check it out? Oh, sir. Really? Don't you think Jackson would be more qualified for this case? Probably, but Jackson's in Miami on that exotic sports car street racing sting, and Stryker's off thwarting that evil billionaire with the private space program. I need you to go to the Midwest, check out a couple of defiled corpses. Great. I'm having the worst day in Washington. Back in Fridley, the yada yada town yada yada, Trash Bugman was roused from his bunk. Bugman, you want to get out of here? Grab a drink? Said Sheriff Fridley. Uh, sure. Does this mean everybody's going to stop treating old Trash Bugman like a murderer now? Oh man, we're going to get you a hat or something. Colin escorted his insectoid prisoner across the strip mall parking lot, completely oblivious to the roped-off bottomless pit and the flashing orange construction cones that surrounded it. Hey, look at that pit! You gotta wonder if it's some kind of clue. No, you don't. What? I'm just kidding, let's go on in! Bugman, his gopher's hoodie and Anoka Chumbum's baseball hat, representing the pinnacle of half-assed disguises, followed the sheriff inside the bar. Ah yes, the bottom button. Preferred creeping grounds for the local sleazebags, bikers, and patron saints of the suspended driver's license, this is the kind of place where the cups are plastic, the floor is sticky, and the fights are sloppy as hell. Colin and the Bugman bellied up to the bar beneath a banner encouraging patrons to uh, get unzipped at the bottom button. I don't, I don't know, Sheriff. Bottomless pitch just seems strange, don't you think? What? Who said that? Several bar stools over, the Hawaiian shirt-clad bartender, Orlando Divorcee, added a round of shots to an ever-growing assortment of untouched plastic cups in front of a pair of college girls, whose regret over choice of drinking establishment was palpable and increasing by the second. So, uh, any you ladies buck under a streetlight? Yeah, we're gonna go. What? But you're not even oversaved yet. Nah, fine. Go back to the convent, sister. They'll be back. They'll be back. Excuse me! What can I... say your friend there? He looks kinda... Uh, like a bug? I wasn't gonna say it, but... It's a medical condition. He's very sensitive about it. 
Hey, brother, I get it. I got hepatitis all day long. So what are we having? It's half off all Bahama Mamas in remembrance of my beloved Mayor Goldman. You guys are taking it pretty hard. You see that? Nothing but black socks for these sandals. Gary was a hell of a guy. Really shattered the mirrored ceiling for what a sleazebag can accomplish in life. I'm sorry for your loss. I guess we'll have two Bahama Mamas. Yeah, brother. Seems like just yesterday old Gary was sitting right where you are, telling racist jokes and making women feel uncomfortable. He come in here often? Yeah, yesterday. Well, what do you mean yesterday? What time? I don't know. <laughs> Around 5, 5.30. He probably left here about 1.30 a.m. You do realize you just admitted to being the last person to see Gary Goldman alive. Relax, brother. Allow me to enter ankle number two into evidence. That's right. Ankle bracelet. Courtesy of your very own sheriff's department. They got a GPS, what's it, monitoring my every move. Damn it. Why do these mysteries have to be so mysterious? Perhaps some fresh air will help us think. Maybe outside near that bottomless pit I was telling you about. What? Uh, excuse us. I need to step outside for a minute. What does it all mean? The sheriff stood, hands on hips, at the precipice of the bottomless pit and scanned his surroundings as though a clue would catch the light of the dull orange streetlights of Fridley after dark. With his back to the sight of Gary Goldman's last Bahama Mama, Sheriff Fridley could see the gas station as well as the sidewalk upon which the late mayor would stumble toward his own demise. Looming over them was the town's water tower. Colin couldn't help but sigh as he read the town motto. <sighs> Fridley ain't pretty, but... And that's a pretty big but. God, we need to change that. <clears throat> ah, that's a mighty deep hole! So Mayor Goldman left the bottom button, walked past that gas station, and was murdered shortly afterwards. But what happened in between? Alright, Colin, I'm just gonna tilt your head down, like this, and... Holy crap, that's a big hole! Uh-huh. Probably too big to be just a normal, everyday hole that opened up for no reason! Holy crap, is that where Disrupticus came from? Holy crap, is that where you came from? If I were a guessing bug, I would guess that this hole is the source of both of our problems! Looky there, babe, the gumshoe finally figured it out! Didn't need to draw him a picture or nothing. Go away, shitty Gatsbys. Uh, they'll fall asleep eventually. It's best to just let them drink themselves out. Speaking of which... Yes, I believe I was promised a Bahama Mama! As the sheriff and trash bugman headed back inside the bottom button, a certain elephantine taxicab pulled into the parking lot. Slob Boskin stepped out and gazed at the bottomless pit, illuminated by a beam of light emanating from a neon sign in the front window of the bar. Excuse me! We got a couple more down here. <laughs> sure, brother. But you haven't even touched the first two. No offense, but I'd rather play Russian roulette with a rusty spear gun than drink an unattended cocktail in this place. Oh, all right, all right, a connoisseur. So, Bugman, what about this pit? What does it mean? What's in it? How should I know? Don't be cute. I couldn't be if I wanted to. You know what I mean. Is that where you people came from, the pit? It's not a pit, Constable. Slob Boskins appeared behind Colin silently and without warning. Who the hell are- It's a hole! Pit, hole, whatever. What's it to you? I told you what it is to me. It's a hole. And I think your arthropodal friend knows that. Mind if I have a seat? I've had the devil of a slog. I guess that's... You see, any old sod can dig a pit. Scoop a few bits from the earth and whatnot. But a hole. A hole is a puncture wound. 
An unwanted path connecting two sides that have no business consorting with one another. And what you have out there in your lorry lot is one gaping bastard of a hole. And these... things... they came from the hole? You there! Couple twinnings. Two lumps. Sorry, brother. We only serve drinks that rhyme and sound vaguely sexual. Half off Bahama Mamas. You don't know me, son, so I'll let that one slide. Barkeep, give me the warmest point you got back there. Come in right up. Oh, that was probably not a good idea. <sighs> Name Slob Gollian Boskins, from London Town. My friends call me Slob. Colin, and this is my associate, Trash Bugman. Nice to eat ya. I'm sorry, I wouldn't do that. Look, Mr. Boskins. Slob. Look, Slob. Slob, really? It's been nice meeting you, but I'm actually in the middle of a serious murder investigation, so if you don't mind... Look, Colin. Sheriff Fridley. Yeah, I know, I should get a nickname or something. I was gonna say, Sheriff Fridley, this killer, how did he choose his victims? That's the big question. He's probably just some psycho, but I don't know. Are you familiar with the Peckham Bedlamite? I can't say that I am. Accosted 19 people whilst naked and smeared with a sort of blueberry yogurt in the summer of 83. Some say it was actually strawberry. Others maintain it was unflavored. Point is, proximity and bad luck were the only factors determining who would suffer one of the Bedlamite's bizarre attacks. The attacks of a psycho. Tell me, do your murders resemble such smearings? No, no traces of yogurt so far. Then how is your killer targeting his victims? I told you, I don't know. Think, Colin. You need to stop. No, Sheriff. Dagmouth needed to stop. What did you just- A little reading on the plane. The driver known as Dagmouth had 23 complaints about his speeding and running stop signs since 9 o'clock this morning. Did he not? So you think it was some kind of traffic enforcement vigilante? Not traffic. Think bigger. Your mayor frequented this establishment often, did he? Yeah, so? So look around you. How many people in this room would you kill if there were no consequences? Kill? Well, none of them. Okay, maybe the guy picking the music in. Over there, the vape guy, but I mean... What shots? Jesus, all of them. I believe your killer has emerged from the hole to tell people what to do and teach hard lessons to those who would disobey. Do I get a bomb? Was the actual yagging this time? Oh, sorry, buddy. It is what it is. Oh, definitely this guy. Focus, son. Sorry, but what about Mayor Goldman? He may have been a bit of a sleazebag. Ha! <laughs> One of the best! <laughs> but that alone can't be all that bad. It could have been anything. Bad language, inconsiderate parking... Littering? Exactly! This killer has taken the ultimate judgment upon himself and is unleashing it on the world. It is an affront to my beliefs and an affront to the one true judge of man. God? Well, yes, but also... Unapologetically portents. Yes, I feared, rightfully so, that your oversexed corporate media might not carry a column, so I've brought my own personal clippings. Oh, look at her, she's so stern. Isn't she, though? Why are you showing me this? I realize this is a lot to take in all at once, but you are not doing battle with a man. You're at war with an idea, an ideology. An ideology built around how to deal with the rudest and most inconsiderate parts of society. While dear Portance guides us with the soft hand of scorn and shame, Disrupticus uses the closed fist of ironic murder. You you called him Disrupticus. How did you- All in due time, Colin. Tis a mad season we find ourselves in. But for now, I must rest. I believe we've all had a bit of a day. Yeah, it's been a little weird.
truly sorry to hear that, Constable. Ugh, but it's about to get a lot weirder. Uh, hey, you want your article back? You keep it. Plenty more where that came from. There's wisdom in those pages, Constable. All you have to do is listen to the old bird. Alright, finish up, Bugman. Actually, Sheriff, I'm not feeling so great. I think someone... Hey, hey, easy, I got you, I got you. Up, see Daisy. Oh, come on, guys, when did you even have the time? He's not human, you know. If that even matters. Come on, buddy, let's find you a place to stay. And so Sheriff Fridley carried his insectoid informant outside to wait for a rudely awoken Andy Ruxpin to come pick them up. That night, they would sleep the uneasy sleep of those with the misfortune of having destiny piled upon them like so much soiled laundry. With the transdimensional serial killer, a roofied grasshopper, and a federal agent ex-girlfriend on her way for a reunion, Colin found himself having just the worst day in Fridley. Oi, oi, Miss Porton's mum. Got a spot of bother here, as it were. I work over in Chester Whistle, making easily concealed razors. You know, for football matches and whatnot. And with the economy being what it is these days, we've had a shite time with layoffs and cutbacks. And, well, I'm in over me head with the whole lot of it. With the upcoming Swigham upon Nestershire match coming up, I just don't see how I'm going to keep up with the high demand for smile wideners. Like with those hurdles in life, I await your stern motherly advice to lift me over. Your repentant subscriber, Helpless and Hackney. Dearest Helpless, terribly sorry to hear about your troubles in the workplace. Razor makers are the unsung heroes of our great British game. What you describe is an unfortunate reality of the world we live in today. I am, of course, referring to the caterwauling of the sad and knackered wavers of life's various white flags. Are your boots devoid of straps, helpless? Are you all elbow and no grease? You soil my postbox with your tear-soaked letters because you picked up the paper and read the headline, Life is Hard Today. Well, I hate to be the bearer of sour news, helpless, but you are in for a terrible surprise when tomorrow's issue arrives. For the headline will never change. However, there is hope for you yet. Those looking for a helping hand in this world need only look down and see that they have been blessed with two. They are the same two you use to sharpen our proud British razors, and they are the same I use to type this response. Chin up and back to work, I say. Signed, practically, responsibly, and above all else, unapologetically, portents. Yes, the stuff in the margins. Ooh, yeah, we're not gonna use that.